Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, Paratruthers. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons over on Patreon.com forward slash Paratruth. With their help, we are continuing to bring amazing new content to our listeners every week. So if you feel the urge to donate, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Paratruth, where you can just donate only a dollar and get some amazing rewards for your donation. Go check it out. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we're back at it with a brand new episode here for you guys. And that episode is another Thanksgiving. And so today we're going to be continuing our season, uh, our holiday season, with a hop back to the lost colony of Roanoke. This is something that we discussed, I believe, last year we brought it up. We mentioned it, uh, did an episode on it. But since then, there have been some new takes on the mysterious disappearance of the Roanoke colony. Uh, I know I came across one or two. Justin, you had mentioned that you have a few that you think are new that we haven't really covered. Um, and so for those of you who, who don't know, well, it's pretty simple. Uh, the lost colony of Roanoke uh, was simply just that. It was a colony that appeared uh, or that showed up in 1585 uh, and, of course, appeared to be lost by around 1587. Uh, what's interesting about that is nobody knows why it was lost. Basically, what happened is the entire colony just up and vanished, not just the people, but even some of the appliances, the houses, uh, some of the fencing things was even gone, which is really mysterious. And yet there was no real sign of any type of disaster, no sign of like a brutal attack or anything. Back then, there was a lot of uh, wars happening in North America between the colonists coming over uh, from England and, of course, the Native Americans. So there was war happening, a lot of bloodshed. Uh, and yet there were no signs of a struggle. Uh, so there, there have been a number of different beliefs or depictions as to what had happened. Some believe that a hurricane came in and destroyed the colony, washing them out to sea. Uh, others believe that there was a famine that killed everybody and that the few that survived carried the bodies inland further uh, for burial. Uh, still others think that there was some type of... Oh, they were attacked by a tribe, by a Native American tribe, and then carried off uh, to who knows where. Uh, and yet still others believe that there was a peaceful resolu uh, resolution, that just things weren't happening very well, weren't going well for the colony near the ocean. And they actually met with the tribe and went and lived with that tribe uh, and created a bit of a relationship there. Uh, either way, we haven't heard from them since. I don't think we'd hear from them now, <laughs> but you never know. 
stranger things have happened. Um, but there are some very mysterious views on this too. Uh, some even supernatural. Or even mysterious evidence that was left yeah. behind. You're right. You're right. Because if uh, one of the mysterious evidences that was left uh, was the the on the post, on a post, uh, it said, was it Croton? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it said Croton. And there's much debate as to what Croton means. Uh, one of the most popular is that Croton or Croton uh, was the name of a particular Native American tribe uh, within the area of the Roanoke Colony uh, that was also established, um, which is why people think that maybe the colony was attacked or maybe it was a message saying, hey, we left and went to uh, the Croatoan village. Uh, but, of course, in the end, no one really knew at the time what Croatoan was. At least we don't think we do, or if we did, or anyone did, they didn't know where they were established. So, in the end, the colony disappeared, and to this day forth, that's just it. It's 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 kind of one of those things that just stop in time and vanish. You would think that if people survived, then somewhere within our history there'd be some type of documentation somewhere, a family heirloom or something that dates back to this whole Roanoke colony. But right. well, I mean, there's also the. Croatoan Island, which is now Hatteras Island, where the mm-hmm. Hatteras natives were living at the time, and they believe that maybe that was a possibility as well. Um, you know, one thing that I actually just came across for doing this episode, where in uh, last year, or whenever it was that we did the original episode, I didn't come across this, but Supposedly, there's a piece of evidence that claim uh, claims an existence of carvings and stones that were uh, made by Eleanor Dare, who is the daughter of John White, the mayor who went to England and came back and then didn't find the colony. Um, it says these stones, often called the Dare Stones, contain writing, written stories that tell the fates of colonists and personal anecdotes from Dare to her father. Though they are largely believed to be a hoax and forgery, there is some academic belief that at least one of the stones may be authentic. I've never came across that before. I don't know if you have or not. I have not come across that. But what's interesting about that is Dare herself. Like, I mean, you said his daughter? It was his daughter, yeah. His daughter. And wasn't she the first to be... Was she the first to be born in America? The first official... Uh, Yeah, I believe so. And when he left, I believe he was trying to get communication to her. And um, because of the Spanish Armada and the war that was going on during that time, he was never... Well, he was never able to confirm whether the the communications were able to reach her because when he finally got back, there was there was no colony left. So, but yeah, he was he was trying to communicate with her. Right. Well, what was interesting about that though is uh, between the time that they got there and the time 
Okay, so basically they, they got there around 15, sometime in 1585. Uh, 1587, uh, White was called back to England uh, and eventually was and was there until around 1590, August of 1590, when he finally returned back to Roanoke to find everybody gone. Um, then what's interesting about that, though, is if they got there in 85 and settled there, and Virginia, Bo- Virginia Dare was born... Roughly eighty five, eighty six. We had it was her child. Her child that was the first English born. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um. So that probably trumps your entire train of thought. Well, wait. <laughs> I'm really confused now. So, uh, okay. So it was his daughter. His it wasn't daughter. Virginia Dare. It was his daughter who had left. The stone, supposedly. Right. It was, and so, her daughter okay. was the first English child born yeah. in the Americas. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Now we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. And very confusing for a moment. That's why facts are important, people. Got to get them right. <laughs> so I'm assuming you were thinking, how could she write the stones if she was old? Exactly. Old? Yeah. Exactly. So, and the interesting thing with this whole thing is in 1998, the Kuro Croatoan project uh, was started to start trying to find this colony. And I believe last time we had talked about it, they were trying to do some type of uh, uh, sonar scan or something in the mm-hmm. area to try and find if the colony had been buried or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Did you ever come across anything if they ever finally did? Do uh, they, I mean, well, they did found a couple small items, um, none of which are necessarily none of which are necessarily part of the original Roanoke colony. There are some items that are as old, uh, but some of them were Native American items. Uh, I think they found like a um, some steel or iron objects, I should say, uh, things like spoons or pans, you know, things like that, little buckles. Um, but nothing of a significance to, to say one way or the other. And even still, like even finding those things, uh, there, there's no nothing strong enough to determine what had happened. Because even if people left and were safe, they've likely left some things behind. And over the years, with all the hurricanes and uh, uh, surge and all that stuff, water surge, uh, those things would easily be buried on the coast uh, in a matter of months, you know? So one theory I came across, um, which you kind of touched base on was you had said that maybe the colony, a lot of the colonists had died off and they, instead of going to like Croatoan Island, which is what maybe the, uh, the Croatoan on the coast was signifying that they moved inland. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess that there was a detailed map drawn by John White called La Virginia Pars, and it was later discovered that this map had two small patches covering a star. It's possible this star was being hidden and represented a fort where the colonists resettled. Kind of, like, all of these are kind of far-fetched, but... um, that would make a lot of sense, but then that would also suggest that he knew where they moved mm-hmm. as well. Well, 
that would suggest you knew where they moved, but also on top of that, we'd have some pretty significant documentation somewhere within history. And I think it's interesting to me, as far as we can tell, that nobody from the Roanoke colony who had disappeared had ever tried to send out any message to anybody uh, after disappearing, if they were okay or if they survived. That you would think that there'd be a number of messengers trying to get news across the, the, the borders or, you know, the uh, coast uh, to other colonists who were there at the time as well, uh, trying to reach out to, to White himself or even send something back to England saying, hey, this is where we're at. But none of that, as far as we know, exists. And there's no evidence supporting that, uh, which leads, I think, many to believe that something tragic happened. Right. One theory that I had actually suggested last time, but I hadn't actually come across it till now, is the colonists were abducted by aliens. And what this, this is a, an article from BuzzFeed, and this says, perhaps the reason there weren't any remains discovered or signs of the colonists existing was because the le- they left the island quickly and not by choice. Additionally, the hidden symbol on the map might not represent a fort, but a craft's landing spot. But again, if it was by made by John White, did he come across a star-shaped spot? How would or just you know? a spot in general? Like yeah. why? And why wouldn't there be any again documentation of this sighting? Right. I mean, this was a guy who, who's an explorer. You know, he, he did this stuff on a regular basis. He would know to make sure to, to take the proper uh, time to write down specific documentation of things that he would find, you know, to take it back to England for people to know and come back to and uh, 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 explore. And the fact that he didn't do that, if indeed there was something that he saw, is just very interesting to me. Yeah, and I mean, he was the mayor, so he would have felt it resp- responsible for himself to do something like that. Things you would think. <laughs> so the last theory on BuzzFeed, and it's probably the most comical, but kind of relevant to the paranormal today because it's something we talk about a lot. The colony disappeared via a zombie plague. <laughs> this final theory may sound far-fetched, but a zombie researcher believes an undead infection on the island is a feasible way they could have been wiped out. But that doesn't explain why there were no settlements left when he got back. Except for the some the few pillars where Crotones were. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe... I don't know. I don't know. I was going to come up with some type of reason, but there's zombies. I don't know. Native American. Could you imagine Native Americans versus zombie colonists? Maybe a movie, right? <laughs> I mean, we've already had um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, the vampire slayer. Yeah, I mean, we got all kinds of. We got Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, yeah. The, the, so those are all definitely some interesting things. I have one more interesting theory that I came across. Uh, actually, a Probably close to six months ago, maybe longer, I can't remember. But currently, there is this belief that there is a or multiple werewolves living in Roanoke, on Roanoke Island, uh, within the woods, within the the forest and the the swamps. There have been a couple of different stories of people running into these werewolf creatures. No one's been attacked, but they have been frightened by them. 
uh, stalked by them, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and one of the common beliefs, no, not common, I shouldn't say common, but one of the beliefs now uh, for some researchers is that there was, an, there was a ancient werewolf living around the area of Roanoke back in uh, 1585, 1587, uh, who ended up attacking and killing everybody uh, at the Roanoke, Roanoke site, at the colonist site. Uh, or if at the very least, scared them enough to move them away from the island and elsewhere. Uh, again, another far-fetched thing, you know, with, with the whole werewolves. Because, again, everything is – there's nothing left. Everything's gone. Right, right. So, I mean, if there's a werewolf there, that's I – mean, we don't know – I don't know what the, the folklore is behind the werewolf on this. I don't know if it's like a full moon thing or if it's an all-the-time type of thing. But if it's an all the time type of thing, you wouldn't think they'd have time to like, oh, let's take down our houses and move them elsewhere. Well, and I mean, with any of these theories, it could have been they moved and the the colony itself was destroyed by something else. Right. But right. well, and and that's entirely possible. I mean, we we see even nowadays when a a house or a building is abandoned. It doesn't take but several months for the earth to reclaim its property. Right. Vines start growing up the size of the homes. The structure becomes faulty and weak. Uh, there's a couple buildings in my backyard, which I just learned are there yesterday, actually. Um, and they're all falling apart. I don't, don't know when they were built. They're not old, but they're no longer standing. Right. And I've seen buildings uh, recently around town that are abandoned. And there's just they're a mess. And it's weird to think when somebody's not using it, how quickly it all falls apart. So it's very possible that within just a year or so, a couple of years, because uh, we don't know exactly when they left or when the Roanoke people disappeared. It could have been 87. It could have been 86. It could have been 89. But we know for a fact they weren't there in 1590. Um, that within just a few months of leaving, that all that stuff could have been overtaken and then eventually washed out to sea after some type of storm or something like that. Right. Well, one thing that we had <clears throat> we had kind of touched base on last time was the Wendigo. And mm-hmm. that the werewolf theory isn't as far-fetched when you think of the Skinwalker legend of right. the American. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I started thinking about too is Maybe not werewolf, but maybe a couple of skinwalkers from a Native American tribe came around. Not necessarily killed everybody, but like you were saying, scared them to where they would have moved or tried to flee or something like that. Well, sure. That's definitely a possibility, especially considering the folklore of Native Americans, um, both today, but even more so and more prominently back then. Uh, I mean, Native Americans ran the entire country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it only makes sense that the colonists who'd come there could have been uh, a couple of different things. They could have been um, already weary of the possibilities of what could have happened uh, uh, or what their Native Americans' beliefs were uh, regarding the skinwalkers and many other different things that we've talked about over the past, of Thunderbirds mm-hmm. and uh, the Wendigos and all that. Uh, but also, they might have been introduced to some type of drugs. Uh, there's a number of different drugs that have been used uh, by Native Americans uh, over over their the oh, course yeah. of years, and they could have easily just created a small bonfire, and the smoke could have you know spread into the camp and created an hallucinogen, or you know there's all kinds of different ways they could have went about it. Um, 
But I mean, that's another possibility. So many different, so many different possibilities. And I think that's part of the problem uh, when it comes to learning the truth about Roanoke Colony is that there's so many possibilities that it's much more difficult to narrow them down. Well, I actually came across five more theories. This one's from mm-hmm. Mystery Hole. Um, the we talked about them maybe moving away, but there is a theory out there that apparently that uh, maybe they tried sailing back to England, but there is no ship or shipwreck or evidence of any kind. Which there's no evidence of any kind for any of these theories that would support that they tried to make it back to England. Um, one theory that actually is, seems kind of probable to me, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a little far-fetched, but at the same time, it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, the colonists were either victims of cannibalism or practiced it themselves. Uh, there were other tribes in the area that weren't as friendly as the Croatoan tribe. Some believe that the tribe may have been cannibals and attacked the English colonists, which I think we kind of talked about. Not necessarily that they had cannibalized them, but had killed them. The lack of bodies could have meant that there were that there just wasn't anything left. Some cultures that practice cannibalism would also use bones as ingredients for healing remedies, or even <clears throat> decoration as well, which this article doesn't say, but it it has been evidence that uh, any cannibalistic tribe will use bones as a kind of like a trophy. Um, there is no evidence that there were any tribes that practiced cannibalism in the area, but there is evidence that a colony of Jonestown, Virginia, committed cannibalism in 1609. Uh, it is possible that their predecessors ate flesh as well. There was also talk that the colonists were having a war with their ranks, the people of Roanoke could have resorted to cannibalism and taken themselves out of existence. Which, again, doesn't explain the buildings being gone, but like you said, it could have been something else that retook the buildings after they were gone. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a... Apparently, uh, reports from Native American tribes who claim to witness internal warfare among the colonists. Archaeologists have also theorized that the Roanoke settlers could have contracted a plague, which we kind of uh, theorized in the last episode that we did on this. Uh, The illness could have caused delirium, paranoia, or even complete madness among the infected, which would have then made them wipe themselves out. Mm -hmm. Um, The last theory that I haven't covered yet, the reptilian devil of the woods possessed the colonists. The Crotones believed that greater spirits manifested themselves in the form of elements, and they reported a strange phenomenon that occurred at the same time as the vanishing of the colonists. Birds fell from the sky, and large numbers of wildlife died abruptly in the area, where the native people hunted. The Crotones told of an evil spirit, the equivalent of the Christian Satan, that took the form of a reptile. They said it was able to attach itself to humans, causing them to demonstrate the demonic traits like violence, rapaciousness, and greed. The Crotones warned the colonists that the evil reptilian spirit had infested the entire region, and once the infighting began, they knew that the settlers were infected with the creature's evil, and that's why they turned on each other. 
So interesting theories, but before we get into our thoughts on any possibilities, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading! There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. You are listening to our Thanksgiving episode about the lost colony of Roanoke. Uh, This is a subject we talked about not too long ago, approximately 12 months to the day. But we decided to recover it because, behold, there has been a new evidence uh, that has come forth and new theories, and that is what we've been talking about. Yeah. So, there were a lot of new theories that were brought up tonight. Um, <laughs> some of them a little more ridiculous than others, uh, but out of the majority of the theories, well, let's, let's do it this way. Let's, let's begin with which of the theories that were mentioned between the two of us you think was the most outrageous and implausible. The most outrageous, I think, in my opinion, is the zombie plague theory, because we're still talking about zombie apocalypses today, but there's no, I mean, there's no, there's no evidence of any of these theories, but zombie apocalypse and like people raising from the dead, there's no evidence of a zombie type Thing going on, um, unless you think of I forget the uh, there's a, a mold or a fungus that can take over like an ant's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the only theory as far as a zombie plague I could think of that would make sense. But that's very super far fetched. Now, if it was a plague like I talked about that made them turn on each other because of delirium and stuff, 
that I could believe more than a zombie plague, quote unquote. Zombie right. Plague. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the alien theory, only because this would have been uh, one of the probably the only case in which an entire village was abducted by aliens. Any story I've ever come across regarding extraterrestrial life, it has been a single person taken at some right. random point of time. Uh, so the fact that an entire village would be taken by aliens and then never again, uh, an entire village or colony or city or whatever, is just a little a little out there, I think, for me, a little weird. Uh, so I think it's that's a bit of a stretch. I think that's people just grasping <laughs> for anything to hold on to, to stay afloat with this whole mystery. Um, and then on top of that, I guess what what would be the reason for it, you know, of them in particular, of those people, um, when there's so many Native American tribes at the time, you know, that aliens could have easily taken, who are vastly different than those from English, uh, from England. I think if aliens are real, they'll know the difference between someone from England and someone from America and be able to, you know, like, why? Well, even the... the uh the different lore and legends from Native American lore, they talk about the star people and mm-hmm. how they were visited by people from the stars. And there, there is stories about them being abducted or ta- women taken away or whatever, but it wasn't more than one or two compared right. to, like you said, compared to an entire colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, out of all of the, I guess, outrageous theories, what, in your opinion, is a more plausible scenario? Uh, of, of, of the outrageous ones? Yeah. Um... Uh, I, I think maybe... Maybe mass hysteria one in which Native Americans or somebody used drugs to help manipulate people to, to leave. In that case, using the Wendigo or a shape-shifting type being, uh, in a sense, to, to drive them out. I think maybe that's the most plausible. It would make the most sense. It would be a good war tactic, especially if you're like – I mean, I don't know the, the understand the full conditions uh, of the times, but I mean, if I was – you know, on either side, Native American or or on the English side, and I saw someone who looked vastly different from me, uh, vastly different from me than anyone else. I would take precautions. I wouldn't just run up and attack them because who knows? You know, they're these are new people that came from another land. They could be diseased. They can have a number of different problems that can infect the tribe. And so we would use a scare tactic or some type of distance attack uh, that would hopefully get rid of them before the bloodshed. So, yeah, I think of, of all those, I think that one would probably be the most plausible. I, you know, the, the one thing I keep thinking back to is the cannibalism thing. And mm-hmm. the reason I, I think on that is because there is documentation, um, that the, uh, food was scarce mm-hmm. during the time that this colony was around. So, for them to have to resort to cannibalism makes somewhat of sense because if they're not finding animal life to hunt or enough animal life to hunt, they have to figure out some way to supplement that 
protein to stay alive. Right. Um, so I think that the the outrageous theory is the cannibalism, in my opinion, makes a lot of sense because there was already a documented case in 1609 in Virginia. So it would make sense that the Roanoke Island would have probably suffered the same fate. But which, yeah, good. No, no, that's it. That's it. Oh, I was saying, which, which is just interesting because then that correlates with the 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 mythological aspect of Native American lore, uh, which is the Wendigo, who is a cannibalist, who is a spirit that takes over other bodies, the uh, bodies of humans, and makes them cannibals. And so we can see that these two possibilities, cannibalism, and then this other theory of the the uh, Wendigo, kind of come together become married and become one. And so we see a, I think an interesting uh, detail here that very well could be a truth to some extent. Well, that also goes along the lines of the uh, lizard god demon creature that the Native Americans were talking about that was affecting that part of the world at that time too. Mm -hmm. Which would kind of correlate with Wendigo because if somebody's being possessed, which is what the Wendigo lore kind of is, then I think that uh, that all kind of correlates. Now, out of the the lesser outrageous theories, what are your thoughts? Uh, storm. When it comes down to it, like it comes down to like what the, the absolute most likely possibility is, uh, I would say it was a storm of some sort, tropical Depression of some sort, hurricane, otherwise. I mean, they're right on the ocean. So we've seen what happened to, to, to that area, that part of North Carolina in the past uh, from hurricanes and stuff. So I think it's very possible that there is strong storm, the winds, the storm surge, all of it combined, just ended up wiping out the town. Not only killing everybody in it, or as far as we know, most of everyone in it, but also destroying all the homes being swept out to sea, which would explain why there's nothing left but maybe some posts uh, that would have been dug down significantly deeper than maybe some of the other um, buildings. Well, do you think that some of the people did escape and that's why they, they carved Coratone into the pillar to try and say, hey, we're going this direction? I mean, it's very possible. It's very possible that that's a that could have happened. Um, it's also possible that somebody from the Croton tribe had crossed it, seen the post, realized that there was some type of settlement there at one point, and then carved their name into it, or the name of the tribe is like, "This belongs to us now," you know, type of thing. I mean, who knows? There, there's it could go either way, I guess. I think that's a, a really good possibility. Um, since there was some type of evidence in Native American recollection that maybe there was some type of disease going on, I think that's another really good possibility because if they would have wiped each other out because of delirium, then it whatever, whether it was a storm or something, could have just knocked everything else out later on. Yeah. So, any final thoughts on Roanoke? Uh, well, I mean, I think it's still to this day one of the most mysterious uh, 
historical events ever to have happened in America. And there's a lot of historical events that happened in America. Yeah. Uh, this being one of the earliest uh, and maybe the beginning of it all. But it's one of those things that I think to have lasted this long shrouded in mystery uh, will only continue to shroud us with mystery. And it's unfortunate because I, I know I would like to know what really happened. But I think in the end, even if we had some type of proof that suggested the truth, we still wouldn't absolutely be 100 percent sure. So this is one of those, I think, that in the end will always go down in history as one of the greatest mysteries of American time. Well, it's interesting that pop culture is picking up on this today. Like American Horror Story did a season on Roanoke. Um, I believe there's a couple independent films out there on the Roanoke story. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that we, like, I don't know if pop culture is trying to bring to light anything, but it's interesting that we're using that as a storyline in a sense. So, um, well, I hope everybody has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Please do not do anything stupid this Thanksgiving uh, and Black Friday, for that matter. Um, love each other and, and just be humans to each other. Um, make sure you are checking out paratruthradio.com, uh, TMV Cafe, Fringe Radio Network, and Conflict Radio. And make sure you check out Eric's new podcast, All the Hats, where he talks about uh, all things in the film industry with his <clears throat> co-host, uh, James Gary. That, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think it's really informative for anybody who is either interested in the film industry or wants to get into the film industry. So check that out as well. Um, now, do you guys have a website yet or is it just Spreaker? It's just Spreaker right now, but you can, I mean, you can find us on Spreaker uh, pretty much anywhere that you can get podcasts. You can find us now. So. Okay. All right, folks, until next week where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II. 
And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.